to the church of First Lutheran in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ as you are and to all who hear by the power of the Holy Spirit grace to you and peace. Grace and peace are yours now no matter what others may stand up to say no matter what the world may try to tell you no matter what your fears and your conscience stuck in the law may be whispering into your ear no matter any of these voices grace and peace are yours because you like the Thessalonians have been turned away from your idols and you've been given perfect faith in Jesus Christ for in his name your sins are forgiven amen now last week you heard about the dress code that God has for the gathering of his people at the wedding banquet the dress code is this that you are covered in the faith of Christ and if you all of a sudden are worried that you don't have this or that you forgot your gown of faith in the car or at home or maybe at the cleaners if anyone takes things to the cleaners anymore well fear not for this beautiful robe was given to you first at your baptism it is also given to you now every time you hear the word of Christ it is given to you today and now that you've heard this word even in its short form you are dressed quite well in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so this week we're brought to another question, not one of dress codes, but one of taxes. These are things we do think about on occasion. Should you pay them or not? And to whom should they be paid? That was the question brought to Jesus by the Pharisees and the Herodians. And it seems like a bit of a thorny one. Now every week here at First Lutheran we record the First Lutheran Church pastoral vlog and it's a fun way to give a bit of a preview to the gospel reading for our upcoming worship services. Uh, and uh, this week when we released the video, it was, it's released with our e-news, I saw that the title was Pay Your Taxes. I don't know if you noticed this, maybe caught your eye. You maybe asked yourself, is this what the church is for? To remind me to pay taxes? And while there was a deadline, I believe, October 15th. That's not typically what we are here for. We have a much better and much more hopeful word, actually, to share than that. But this week, as we hear the gospel reading, that is certainly part of the message that Jesus brings. So, yes, but peace will come to you another way than by paying your taxes. But you see, the Pharisees and the Herodians thought they had this great trap for Jesus. They didn't agree on everything, these two groups, but they were both ready to trap Jesus in this question. After flattering him, they asked him, is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or is it not? It was a tricky question, for if Jesus answered yes, he would please the Herodians who uh, favored Roman rule, but disappoint the Pharisees who wanted to throw off the Roman shackles in Israel. The Pharisees would have preferred that Jews pay just the temple tax, but not to Caesar, since the Romans taught that Caesar also was God. But if Jesus answered to please the Pharisees and said that the Jews shouldn't pay taxes to Caesar, well then, of course, the Herodians would be up in arms and Jesus would be arrested by the Roman government. It was kind of a lose-lose for Jesus, which is exactly how it was designed to be. 
It was a good question then, and it's one that maybe still haunts us today. The IRS makes sure of that, that you also think about this question. Now, our very own American Revolution started on account of the question of taxation, so it's not a small one. But we know, typically today, that we must pay our taxes. Yet at the same time, we work hard to pay as little as legally possible. And perhaps context here in taxes matters a bit. It matters whether you're on the paying end or the receiving end as to how you, uh, how you look to this. Now this time of year, we're nearing Halloween. We're not quite there yet. But we are nearing this great holiday of candy. And parents around the land look forward to the candy tax. I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've heard of this candy tax. It may be the extra peanut butter cup or Twix that makes it from the child's Halloween stash to mom or dad's mouth. <laughs> Is it lawful? Well, kids want to know this. And Jesus has an answer. First of all, Matthew tells us that Jesus wasn't buying the flattery of his questioners. He was aware of their trap. And then Jesus asked them to produce the coin used for taxes, which was a denarius, and they take one out, and he says, whose head is on it, whose title? And they say, well, it's the emperor's, it's Caesar's. And then Jesus answers this question with what has become a fairly famous phrase. And we usually hear it in this translation, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's. And just like that, the matter was over. What the Pharisees and the Herodians did not know was that Jesus couldn't be bound by their tricks and traps because he was God after all. And he wasn't under their authority. He knew the law better than they did. He was free of it until, of course, the cross when he was under it. Where Jesus would be under the penalty and the load of the law and all taxes and all sin. But not at the word of the Pharisees or the Romans at the word of God the Father, who used the Pharisees and the Romans and their authority to bring about salvation for all believers in Christ. But at this point, Jesus was not caught. And they were amazed, Matthew says. A better translation is actually, they were amazingly angry and disappointed that they could not trap him. Full of greed, full of malice. Jesus' answer actually not only gives wisdom, but shows their hearts. That they were stuck in the very law they were trying to get Jesus stuck in. Jesus' answer is full of wisdom, and it also reveals our own hearts as we hear it too. It says that, yes, we should pay taxes to the government. This is the law. And this is, by the way, one of the ways that our neighbors get what they need. You might quibble or argue about how efficient this happens. And... By the way, this is a call for you to be included in government, to be involved, however you may be involved, to make sure that these taxes serve the neighbor as best as possible. All of this is part of our vocation. Yet our solutions or our attempts at solutions will never be our peace. They will never be done. So Jesus says, yes, pay taxes to Caesar, but also render to God what is God's. And here we're learning that Everything is God's. In the Pharisees' mind, this would have been the temple tax, the money given to the temple, which also helped, though imperfectly, with the neighbor. 
For us today, this call of the law includes our giving our time and talents and treasures for the ministry we share in the gospel of Christ. But as our stewardship campaign says, we do this freely in the forgiveness of Christ. But even as this is necessary for the church to preach, this sharing is not our peace either. But this is all possible. Our sharing what we have, your sharing what you have, because all comes from God to begin with. Not because we deserve it, but out of divine fatherly mercy. This is what Luther teaches in the small catechism. That we have daily bread. And this daily bread includes good jobs and good government. And that these, even when imperfect, are given in the mercy of Christ. And here we are reminded that we as Christians live not only in one kingdom, the old kingdom, where law and government actually do have authority, but we live in the overlap of the new kingdom as well. You live in this overlap, where the gospel is the highest authority, where the forgiveness of your sins is your freedom beyond the government and taxes and the law. Of course, the work of the church is needed to proclaim this good news to the old world. This good news is what actually does bring peace. And the world needs to hear it, especially in a world that only seems to try to find peace and righteousness and recognition by the law, by might, or by decree. You know now that Christ comes in with another word. It is that you are chosen apart from all of these things, though God accomplishes this in a strange way. In Isaiah, we heard that God used Cyrus, who was a Persian king, not Jewish, for the sake of Israel, his chosen. This foreign king was used by God to free his chosen people from the Babylonians. And Cyrus would come to see that the Lord is God. Now for you, you might wonder, as Israel did in that day, what the future will bring in this old world. It can look a little shaky. And it is. But I tell you, God has called you by name. He has chosen you in Jesus Christ. He makes wealth and creates woe in this world. Yet you are held through all of it in the perfect promise of Jesus. So as the trees of the field are shouting for joy in all of their colors this week, as the psalmist sings, now you have a new song on your lips as well. It is not that you have paid your taxes, though you will, whether money or candy, all are great. But the good news now on your lips is that Christ has freed you from your sin, death, and the law itself. And he has. Amen.